Are you ready for my five fast fun facts about Bob Ross? Five fast fun facts about Bob Ross? It's hard to say, right? Is a bit of a tongue twister. Indubitably. Okay, number one. He happened to be an animal lover, and he often would nurse sick animals back to health, including an epileptic squirrel that lived in his empty jacuzzi. Oh, I feel like um, anyone who is a Bob Ross fan should know that because he always brought in like fucking his baby squirrels and yeah, deer and Peapod or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fucking squirrel's name was. I wonder if that was the epileptic squirrel. Oh, it could have been. And he also had like an alligator in his bathtub growing up. Uh, that's a little weird. Yeah. I mean, he probably saved the alligator. He was an Air Force Master Sergeant and he had to yell at people all day long. He'd be like, ah, fucking make your bed, right? Drop and give me 20. Oh, all right. And then when he retired from the Air Force, he was like, I never want to be that fucking way again. And that's why he's so calm when he talks. Hmm. And soft-spoken. Interesting. Uh-huh. His signature perm. This is what I was getting at last episode. Mm-hmm. His signature perm was an economic choice <laughs> because he was a traveling painter and he didn't make any fucking money, so he couldn't afford haircuts. So he was like, fuck it. I'm going to perm my hair and make it a fro and just keep it like that. And it could get as long as it wants and I'll just keep perming it. <laughs> he permed the shit out of it, though. He didn't want to, like, buy grease or nothing. <laughs> no, uh-uh. Perm the shit out of it. Right. And he actually disliked that hairstyle. Well, it was his poor man's hairstyle. Exactly. But what had happened was when he branded all of his fucking painting shit, his merchandise. Oh. He, uh, <laughs> not his paintings, but his merchandise, his like image was on there with the big old fro. So they were like, can't change your fucking hair or no one will know who you are. Yeah. So he actually didn't like it. And when he was painting on the joy of painting, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he worked for free. It was a way for him to advertise for his merch. Oh, so he didn't get paid for any of that shit. And he would like go to the studio, bang out a shit ton of paintings in like a week. And then he would like sparse them out over his fucking schedule. And it would be advertisement for his merchandise. I mean, that's not so bad, though. No, I mean, I feel like that's what we're doing with the podcast right now. Exactly. Banging them out. Banging them out. And finally. Are these in order of importance? No, not at all. (laughs) But I just got super excited at this one. He was missing part of his left index finger. Because he got into, like, a woodworking accident when he was younger. (gasps) He looks like a guy who would get in a woodworking accident. (laughs) He does. But you never saw it because he was always holding that, like, fucking paint palette thingy. Two fucking shay. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's a palette. Okay. Good. Crushed it. Crushed it. Anyway, those are my fine... God damn it. That's so hard to say. I even wrote it so I would say it. Those are my five fun fast facts about Bob Ross. God damn! I love it. As promised. In case anyone ever needed to know anything about Bob Ross. I fucking deliver. (laughs) You could tell us about fucking Mr. Rogers someday. Oh, I will. I'll give you some fast facts about Mr. Rogers. There better be five fun ones. Oh, there's going to be five fun ones. They're all going to be fake. (laughs) Tooth truths and a lie. Oh, God. It's going to be five fast, fun, fake facts. False facts yeah jesus christ five right. false facts about mr rogers coming at you next week <laughs> god i hope they're exciting <laughs> oh they will be okay welcome to episode 63 everybody Woo! Yeah. welcome okay aaron give me your goddamn well my goddamn is actually a pretty good one this week it is that today is the very first day that my assistant who took over for me on maternity leave yeah hasn't fucking text me wow yeah I don't know if he lost my number, but... <laughs> or he picked up that you weren't replying anymore? <laughs> yeah, he picked up that I wasn't fucking interested. <laughs> but I was pretty fucking pumped when I realized. That's However, awesome. I did go to Alexis's house, and she's getting work done there, and so she had to talk to him, and she had him on speakerphone. Oh, God. So yeah. you had to hear him? I still had to hear him, and I was, like, whispering to her, like, make sure you say this. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you're not going to get what you fucking need. It's going to be messed up. I hope he doesn't listen. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Also, I'm pregnant as fuck, so. Can't be mad. I don't give a single shit. Hashtag hormones. Yeah. Fucking, they are plentiful in this house. They are real. (laughs) All right, Stacey, give me your goddamn. My goddamn this week is that I was brushing my son's teeth, my three-year-old's teeths 
all of them. All of them. Uh-huh. Just the tooth. <laughs> and uh, he was kind of like acting up like, well, I don't want to brush my teeth. Right? Like, of course. Whatever. He's three. And I fucking like cleaned him really fast. And But I had him standing up on the toilet to brush his teeth because it's kind of by the sink. And it's like the perfect little stool for him to like bend over and spit into the sink. Right? Yeah. So he's up there. And I'm like, while you're fucking here at like my level... I'm going to change your PJs. Like, I'm going to put you in your jammies and everything so I don't have to bend over. Yeah. So I started putting his little legs in his jammies, and all of a sudden he gets fucking spaghetti legs, and he's like, well, I can't fucking hold myself up. My legs don't work suddenly. And he's, like, drooping everywhere and oh, flopping God. around. Yeah. And I'm on like, the toilet? Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking dangerous as shit. I'm going to set him on the floor. Yeah. So I set him on the floor, and again, he's like, oh, now the ground's lava. And he's, like, curling up so that, like, I can't set him down without him sitting, oh, but I need him yeah. to stand because I'm pulling up his fucking pants, right? Yeah. And so I kind of like start to like, eh, 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 set him down a couple times yeah. to like make his feet touch. So yeah. he'd be like, oh, let me stand. And he finally caught on and he kind of stood, but he's like being all floppy and shit. And so now he's in front of me facing away from me and I'm leaning over him. Uh And I am about to pull up his pants, like, finally got him in the position I need him to be in. And he decides, I'm going to fucking jump. And so he jumps straight up, and his little fucking precious skull that I created (laughs) bashed me right in the mouth. And it made my bottom lip go into my upper tooth. Oh, fuck that. And it, like, bruised the outside of my lip. And obviously cut the inside of my lip. And I was bleeding and it hurt really fucking bad. That'll make you want to hit a kid. It did make me want to hit a kid. (laughs) And it was like I got a fucking bar fight or something. Like somebody just knocked my ass out. And I like was stunned for a minute. And then I was like, like when you stub your toe and you're like, owie, 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 owie. Yeah. And you hold your breath because you're like, this hurts really bad. And you're like, oh shit, I'm going to pass out. I cannot hold my breath. (laughs) I need to breathe. (laughs) Yes, I did that. And then I cleaned up all the fucking blood. And I was looking at my lip and I was like, god damn, that hurts. I've got a gnarly cut in my mouth the size of my fucking tooth. Oh, fuck. And I showed it to Lee and Lee's like, oh, that's going to be a gnarly canker sore. And I was like, don't you fucking say those words. Oh, no. Because you know how sometimes you get a cut in your mouth and it turns into a fucking canker sore? Yep. I've met a few people that don't get canker sores, by the way. Brandon doesn't get them. Yeah. You don't know what kind of life you're living. Yeah, I know. That's privilege. Yeah. In case you're all wondering, that's privilege. (laughs) That's fucking privilege. (laughs) My mouth riddled with them. Oh, (laughs) Maybe not riddled. (laughs) I haven't had one in a while. Knock on fucking table. Dude, I hadn't had one in so long. And then this fucking thing happened. And now I got the biggest goddamn canker oh. sore on the inside of my mouth. And it's right where I talk. And we yeah. do a fucking podcast. Yeah. It's and right we, where my tooth goes when I talk. And you eat spicy food. I eat so much spicy food. I've still been eating spicy food. I know. I go to the dentist. And anytime I have one, when I'm at the dentist, they're like, ooh, no spicy food. And I'm like, ooh, fuck you. Yeah, going <laughs> to do it. You don't know that I'm into pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm very masochistic, apparently, because that shit's still going in my mouth. Still happening. I'll eat around it. I'll eat from the side. Exactly. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so it hurts so bad, and I've had it for a couple days now, and every day I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up, and it's going to get better, and it just gets worse. Because it's right where I talk. Yeah. So you just keep like fucking biting it, because they always swell for some reason. I was just going to say, it gets worse. One day I came home. Like two days ago, I came home and I went to go give Lee a kiss and he did the like suck your lip thing, you know, like, love you and like suck your lip for a second. And I was like, (gasps) ouch. He sucked on your canker sore. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Does he know that? Yeah, I told him. I almost punched him out. Like it hurt really bad. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I will fucking kill you. Yeah, I don't think it bothers him much that he like sucked on an open wound in my mouth though. Uh, It would bother me a lot. Oh, it fucked me up, especially if it tasted like metallic or something. Yeah, I wonder if you can taste that on someone else. (laughs) I don't know. Because like you can taste it on you. Yeah, that's true. But I've never like licked someone else's open wound. (laughs) I haven't either, but we should ask some of the people we cover in these cases i know right brandon licked my eyeball once when we were dating that's gross well it happened did you get an eye infection no mouths are not clean no they're not clean i was gonna say mouths are pretty clean they're not no No. they're terribly dirty i don't remember why he did it we were in high school we were stupid i can't believe you let him i can't either you wouldn't now i love him (laughs) that is love (laughs) 
I fucking let you lick my eyeball. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't now. No, fuck that. You're like, I know what goes into that mouth and what's around that mouth. And yeah. Stay away from me. Yeah. No, gross. The romance is over. Did you brush your teeth today? Yeah, right. <laughs> I bet you didn't even ask that when he licked your eyeball. I didn't. Yeah. No, I just assumed. I had full faith in him. Fucking teenage love. Yep. Trust. Oh, <laughs> don't do it. All right, Stacy, give me your murder story. All right, here it is. This week, I'm going to tell you about Matthew Chase. All right. Two first name have a motherfucker. <laughs> okay. In June of 1988, Matthew Chase was a 22-year-old man living with childhood friends, Teresa and Steve Dahl, in Los Angeles, California. All right. Ooh, a local smoky. A local one. They had moved from their hometown of Medford, Oregon, where they had grown up together, and they were, like, all renting an apartment together in L.A. Gonna come live their fucking dreams or some shit, right? Yeah, they're gonna be a star. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. On June 8th, Teresa and Matt had gone out for dinner, and they returned to the apartment, and it was nearly midnight, I guess. It was a late fucking dinner or some shit. Yeah. And Matt had remembered when they got inside that he had wanted to go to the bank to cash his check because he got gotten paid that day. So he was like, hey, can I borrow your car, Teresa, so that I can go to the bank? Because he didn't have a car, and it was late at night, and I guess he would normally walk because the bank was really close to their apartment. Mm-hmm. But because it's late at night and everything, he's like, can I just drive? At midnight, though, banks aren't open. Well, I guess he was going to go to the ATM. Okay. To deposit his check. Okay. So Teresa's like, sure, you can borrow my car, but would you mind stopping to pick up some cat food? Oh, all right. Yeah. At the store. Which, again, I'm like, it's fucking midnight. What store's open? But, you know, different times, 80s. And L.A. And L.A. And probably, like, CVS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CVS is say, open. Like a, like a drugstore drug store type or, like, 7-Eleven. Yeah, yeah. That cat must have really needed food. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you not have any cans of tuna in your house? <laughs> Probably not. them over for the morning. <laughs> so the whole trip should have taken Matt about, like, 15 to 20 minutes max. And especially because he was driving. Because that's, like, how long it should have taken if he was walking. But if he was driving, for sure, it should have been, like, no time at all. Yeah. That he got back to the apartment. But he never returned at all. All night long. He never came back. Okay, that's not good. I know. And then I'm thinking, did Teresa just fall asleep? Like, Yeah, I would have. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I would have too. I would have woken up at like 3 a.m. like, fuck. <laughs> you would have woken up at 3 a.m. and been like, oh, I'm going to just go back to sleep. Like nothing. Because I wouldn't check on you or something to be like, hope she made it back home. Well, I probably would now because we read so much murder. Yeah. But also, they kind of sounded like a couple maybe? Uh, I don't know. I think like Teresa and Steve, those are the brother and sister. And then Matt was like the third wheel. They never explained them as a couple couple. or lovers or anything. It was just like they had gone out to dinner before. Just a little threes company action. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) He was Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he doesn't return home all night long right yeah and by morning Teresa and steve they're like concerned so they call the they're pol- like our cats are hungry <laughs> yeah they're so fucking hungry man so they call the police to report that matt was missing yeah and also he has my car so i'm kind of gonna need that and yeah i gotta go to work yeah they also call the bank that matt was supposed to go to and steve pretended to be matt and asked if any transactions had been made against his account that night because mm-hmm. they're like what the fuck's going on here and they were like what's the last part of your social and he was like i don't know <laughs> yeah i know right what's your mother's maiden name and what was your pet's first name and yeah what's your favorite superhero and he's like fuck i don't know any of these things <laughs> <laughs> so the bank is like hey matt thanks for calling yeah there has been some transactions occurring on your bank account and actually there's been several oh yeah and so Teresa and steve are like that's fucking fishy as hell and they tell the police yeah And so the police pull Matt's bank records, and they find that the activity on his accounts were super fucking suspicious. All right, like what? I'm going to tell you. Matt had successfully deposited his check that night. Good. And he received cash back. Okay. And it was around the time that he had left the apartment. Mm -hmm. And then 30 minutes later, he had returned to the same ATM and attempted to withdraw $280. 30 minutes later? 30 minutes later. Okay. So this was... Drawl attempt is refused due to insufficient funds. Not a big check. Not not a big check at all. <laughs> and plus it probably hadn't cashed yet, right? Yeah, yeah. Like so, a certain amount is fucking available. Exactly. So $280 is like a pretty specific amount of money that investigators start to suspect that Matt was either forced to attempt to withdraw that exact amount. Weird. Or 
that he knows he can't withdraw like $280 because he doesn't have the money in his account yet and yeah. put his account into like overdraft. So he's like trying to fucking signal somebody? Exactly. Like maybe he's trying to signal the bank or, you know, kind of leave a fucking paper trail, right? right? Like yeah. Or somebody... be like, oh, I just don't have the funds. So then yeah. maybe these people just won't rob me. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, either way, it's fucking fishy. Yeah. It's a really fucking weird number. Although I think I would have been like $300. Well, I'm sure it was like 280 was like the amount that he knew he had to hit or something. Like he knew how much money was in his account. So he put in like 280 Like, oh, I only have 280 But he knew that was extra or over. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And so he's like trying to play nice with them. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Of course. Let me do it. I only have 280 And then he like fucking freezes his account from trying to pull money out. I don't yeah. know. That's just what speculation yes total speculation but they see the number and they're like oh it's fucking fishy yeah then later that night two more attempts were made to withdraw money from his account one was for two hundred dollars which was refused because of insufficient funds mm-hmm. and then the next was for a hundred dollars but again because matt's check hadn't posted yet there was still no money in the account and it was refused also Ooh, okay and these are all different banks yikes 11 minutes later from that last $100 attempt. Yeah. Matt's card was used at a different bank in a different neighborhood. And yet again, the withdrawal was unsuccessful. But this time, the ATM camera picked up something interesting. <gasps> what was it? This is actually why I picked the case. It showed Matt at the machine attempting to withdraw money. And right behind him, looking right over Matt's shoulder, was a strange man who was shorter and stockier than Matt. Oh, my God. That's so creepy. It's so fucking... The picture is creepy as fuck. Ooh, I want to see it. That's why I was like, I'm picking this one. It's like almost hard to see him, but I'm like, oh, it's creeping me out. I don't Ooh, know why. I don't like it. It's like when you're in the bathroom and you're like, definitely no one's behind me. And then you close the fucking medicine cabinet and there's a mirror and there's like a dude behind you. Just Yeah. It's just like that. Yeah. But then it's an ATM picture. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly like that. Or like when you go to the bathroom and the shower curtain shut and you're like, it's fine. No one's in there. And then while you're peeing in the middle of the pee, you're like, for sure I'm going to get murdered. I used to check it because I lived in an apartment and it was like right there. And I'd be like, ah, for sure it's fine. And then I'd be peeing and I'm like, I have to fucking look. And I'd like swing my arm over really quick. I'm like, what would I do if someone actually was like, they really popped out. Yeah. I have to just pretend that I don't think that and then finish peeing and get up and then check. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Otherwise, we're just going to pee all over the place. I'll pop up like, oh, shit, I didn't think someone was actually in here. Well, sometimes that happens to me now, like at my house. Like, I just, I don't like it when the curtain is shut. And so if, like, people are over or something and it gets shut to be like, yeah, my fucking bathroom's clean. Look, I closed the curtain. Yeah. (laughs) I'm fine if, like, people are here and shit. But, like, when everybody leaves at the end of the night, if I'm peeing in there, I can't really reach it from the toilet. Yeah. So I have to, like, convince myself that it's okay and I'm overreacting. And then I, like, pee as fast as I can and then I just pee. Like, okay. That was stupid. I'm glad that's over. Otherwise, all night long, I'll be like, there's somebody in the shower for sure because I didn't check. Okay, so right behind him, right, there's this dude standing there at the ATM. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah, he was standing so close to Matt that it was obvious that the two were, like, interacting with each other. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he was just, like, peering over his shoulder. It or, like, was like waiting for, for the fucking ATM. Yeah, and, like, let me see what your pin is. It was, like, privacy invasion. He's up on his ass, like, you pull this money out and I'm going to take it. Yeah. Right? So now, obviously, the police suspect that Matt has been abducted by this man in the surveillance footage. And in an attempt to draw attention or to call for help, he was putting in these bogus amounts for the withdrawals. Yeah. Over the next day and a half, to be exact, (laughs) there were five more withdrawal attempts. And at one point, his check clears and $400 is successfully withdrawn from an ATM. Wouldn't that fucking suck? (laughs) Like, can you just take a couple extra days this one time? Yeah, you take a couple extra days when I fucking want something. When I'm like in dire need of the money. Yeah. And then the bank like is like, no, no, no. We'll clear this check right now. And the bank's like, they clearly want something. Yeah, they're trying to get some money. We better work on this one first. Yeah. Let's not contact fraud or anything. No, everything's fine here. Ugh. On the final attempt that was made at the ATM to like pull money out. Yeah. The ATM actually confiscated the card because by this time there had been a freeze put on the account. Because they kept trying. Yeah. Well, I think it's because, well, actually, I didn't get confirmation. I just assumed that, like, this is a day and a half later. So by now, they have been able to put a freeze on the account. Like, hey, this is a missing person. If you see this card being used, confiscate it, right? Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. I I don't remember if I read that or if I'm just assuming that. So either way. It would make sense. Yeah. So the police come and they get the card from the ATM and they dust it for fingerprints. Ooh. 
Because they're like, we're going to figure out who the fuck is with him. Like, what's going on? Yeah, maybe this other person has been holding the card as well. Yeah, exactly. But they didn't find any fingerprints, meaning that the abductor had either wiped it clean or had used gloves. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, if there's no fingerprints, then they fucking wiped it clean, right? Well, I would think that they used gloves, though, because you'd insert it into the ATM. Well, yeah, maybe both. Maybe they, like, slid it on their pants a couple times just in case. Yeah. Because there's no fingerprints? That's weird. Yeah, but I mean, like, you wouldn't have a chance to wipe it clean after it was confiscated. Yeah, to, like, yeah. Like, you definitely had to wear gloves the last time. Yeah, Somebody was wearing gloves when yeah. that thing went in the machine. Yeah. It's L.A., so it's not cold. <laughs> not cold enough to warrant gloves anyway. No. Well, and it's June, so it's definitely not cold enough yeah. in June. Yeah. Well, now I'm thinking about ATM machines. You know how some things you put, like, your card in or whatever, and it'll have those little, like, fuzzy things hanging down? Yeah, but I don't think that's enough to wipe away fingerprints. Maybe not. Maybe enough to distort them so they couldn't lift a good one. Maybe. I don't really know. But if you said there were no prints versus like partial prints or something. It didn't say partial prints. It just said they couldn't get prints. They didn't have any prints. Yeah. See, that that to me means like it was wiped or something. See, it's so hard when you're doing this research because like one fucking word changes everything, right? Yeah. Like the whole interpretation. Yeah. Like they either couldn't pull any prints because none of them were good to pull or it was like fucking wiped, crystal, clean. Yeah. See, that's what I was picturing was that there's if there's no prints that it's like fucking clean. Like they yeah. lift the whole card. Well, yeah. And it didn't really specify if they couldn't lift them or if it was wiped clean. Yeah. All right. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Either way, we still don't know who this guy is. No, I'm glad we talked about this, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So at this time, they still haven't found Teresa's car. And Matt's parents hear of his disappearance. And they come down from Oregon to help search for him. Okay. And at first, they're not too worried because they just figured like... That a strange man was helping him at an ATM? Well, I think they weren't too worried because they were like, oh, we're going to find him for sure. And maybe he just like ran off and did his own thing. Like, it's not that they weren't worried for his well-being because they obviously came down to like help look for him. Yeah. But they didn't think anything catastrophic had happened. Yeah. They don't think that they're about to find a fucking car with a body in it or something. Exactly. And the police were like telling the parents, hey, we actually think that he had been mugged and maybe he had gotten injured during this like altercation and he could be just wandering the streets with amnesia or some shit. Oh my God. Yeah. So we're not thinking it's anything major, but... We need to find him. Yeah, but you need to be aware. But come here. Yeah. So his parents go to, like, homeless shelters and shit to ask if they've seen Matt. And one volunteer, they're, like, showing pictures, right? And Mm -hmm. they actually ran out of flyers to hand out to, like, people around the neighborhood. And when they go to this homeless shelter, they show a picture of Matt from his driver's license. So Mm -hmm. it's just his face, right? And they're like, hey, have you seen Matt here at the shelter? And the volunteer was like, yeah, I have. He's, like, tall and lanky and, like, described his entire demeanor, like, his physical appearance. Yeah. And that wasn't, like, reflected in just the driver's license. Yeah. So they were like, oh, shit, he's been here. This person has actually seen him. Yeah. But that's as far as that lead went. Like, they couldn't tie him to there for sure or anything. It was just somebody was like, yeah, I've seen him here. And they could describe him in detail, but... They don't know where he went or anything like that, right? Yeah. Or how recent had they seen him? Because, like, this guy clearly couldn't withdraw $100 before his check cashed, so maybe he had eaten at a homeless shelter before. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think it was, it wasn't explained, but it was implied that they had seen him since he had been missing. Okay, yeah. The whole timeline on this is very fuzzy, or not precise. Most of our cases are. Exactly. (laughs) On June 27th, which was three weeks after Matt disappeared... The car that he was driving that night was found, and it was found close to where he went missing. Okay. Which I'm like, how did you miss it? But then I'm thinking, maybe it wasn't there when they were mi- when they were searching, and then, like, whoever had it moved it back. Ooh, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, because I feel like you would have found it. And I didn't write what, like, type of car it was, but I'm pretty sure it was the color orange. So I'm like, uh, you would have noticed that. Yeah, yeah. But LA's pretty busy, so you might not, like... Be like, hey, why is this fucking car on this random ass street? Yeah, but if you're looking for an orange car, right? Like, oh, yeah. this person was seen driving an orange car and you check in the the close area as a police officer. Yeah, but maybe they didn't go down like this one street or whatever. And like no one on that street was worried about it because it's L.A. It's not my fucking car. Yeah, not my car, <laughs> not my problem. Yeah. Keep your nose out of other people's business. That's right. <laughs> Maybe. Either way, they didn't find the car initially. And then three weeks later, it turns up really close to where he went missing. Yeah. 
And they processed the car. And again, they didn't get any fingerprints or anything. So it had been wiped down. But they do find a blue bandana in the car. (gasps) Crips. Which I was like, (laughs) Crips. This is gang related. (laughs) Which I was like, did they use the bandana to wipe down the fingerprints? Ooh. Mm. Does the bandana have residual fingerprint dust on it? (laughs) (laughs) Fingerprint juice. (laughs) Ew. So this blue bandana did not belong to Matt or Teresa or Steve. And so the police suspect, like, obviously this belongs to whoever the fuck was in that video with Matt. Yeah. Or one of the abductors, if there were more than one or whatever. Yeah. The mugger slash abductor slash fucking guy we're all looking for. Exactly. Suspect. Yeah. The perp. Yeah. The bandana did have the letters ES, PBS, CLS written on it. And police were thinking that Matt fell victim to gang violence, exactly like you were saying. Boom. That's what happens when you grow up in San Diego. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. Quite familiar. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So in December of 1988, which is about six months after Matt went missing, Unsolved Mysteries aired an episode featuring Matt's case. And they televised the eerie photograph of the man behind Matt at the ATM. Yeah. But what they didn't realize and what's super fucking interesting is that they had actually already found Matt, but they didn't know that they had found him. What? Because on September 17th, 1988, which is three months after Matt went missing Uh and three months before the Unsolved Mysteries aired, Matt's body was found in a ravine in nearby Pasadena. But decomposition had made the remains so unrecognizable that they had to run dental records to confirm who it was. Oh, shit. And they had a hard time getting Matt's dental records. I don't know why, but for some reason it was they were having a hard time getting them. Yeah. So it wasn't confirmed that it was him until March of 1989. Oh, shit. So that's so sad. Like, his parents knew that there was a body found in a ravine and that they were testing it to see if it was Matt. But they didn't get confirmation till March of the following year. And that was in September. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? When you said that we had accident or we had already found him, I was like, oh, shit. Was he arrested for something else? And he was just like sitting in jail. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know y'all were looking for me. <laughs> he really did have amnesia and was like wandering around. <laughs> yeah. I got the cat food, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't remember if I own a cat or not. Yeah. I didn't know why. So I've just been living off of this. No, I don't even think he ever made it to that cat food because they never found any cat food in the car. Poor guy. Or they didn't say anything about that. It sounds like he just made it to the bank and then got fucking... But then he was gone for 30 minutes and then had to go back to the ATM. So I wonder what happened in that 30 minutes. Could have been a whole discussion. Like, how much money you got? And then he was like, I just deposited $400 or whatever. Yeah, maybe. They were like, let's go pull some out. And he was like, come on, man, no. (laughs) And then they talked for another... 28, 28 minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's things you could talk about. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. So his cause of death was gunshot wound. They Ooh. didn't say, like, to where, like, on his body. Yeah. But it was because of a gunshot wound, and it's believed that he had died shortly after he went missing. But God they don't damn. give, like, the exact date. That sucks. Yeah. So in 2018... This long later, like, they don't know who the fuck killed him. They're just like, must have been gang violence. Yeah. Don't really know. Super sucks, right? Yeah. We found a body, and that's all we know. But in 2018, his case was, quote, unquote, cleared by the police as they believe that they have identified the man in the ATM surveillance as David, quote, Bear Meza. Okay. (laughs) Bear. (laughs) Bear. Uh Uh-huh. So David was involved in local gangs, and he had actually been shot and killed on the street corner in a drive-by shooting only two days after Matt went missing. Okay, well, that's some fucking karma. That's exactly what, like, Matt's family said, was like, we're happy to have closure in some sort of way, and it's some sort of fucking karma that he got shot so quickly, right? Yeah. So David's girlfriend came forward. I don't know why she waited till 2018 or maybe it just didn't get published till 2018. Yeah. Maybe she had no fucking clue this footage was floating around here. But his girlfriend had come forward and confirmed that that was David behind Matt in the footage. She's like, yeah, that's my bear. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have that photo? (laughs) And I guess also there was other circumstantial evidence that linked David to the crime. But of course, no articles would like tell me anything. Yeah. And on an America's Most Wanted fan site, a user with the username of Walsh Fan 
made a note that the letters on the bandana, ESPVSCLS, could stand for Eastside Playboys, which was a violent Mexican-American gang in the area in the 90s. Okay. in L.A. Also, I googled CLS and gang, and it's definitely a fucking gang from L.A. I don't remember what it stands for. It's like Central L.A. something or other, but it's for sure gang-related. That sucks. That super sucks, dude. Like, and this guy wasn't involved in the gang at all. He was just like, I'm going to go to the ATM and get some money. And then one person just swooped up on him. And listen, at midnight, though, fucking come on, guys. Stay in your house. I know. But then think. you check in the morning. If you were 22 and you were like, we stayed out late all the time. Yeah, but if I was already home, I don't think I would go back out to cash my check. Maybe it was like, oh, no, I I need that in the bank. Well, I mean, he didn't have $100. Yeah, so. like that needs to clear first thing in the morning. <laughs> I guess that's true. He's like, well, the sooner I get it in there, the sooner it'll clear. Or maybe he had a check already outstanding, so it was like, oh, I don't want to overdraw. Yeah. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah, that's super sad, right? Yeah. So this... I found it because it was an unsolved mystery and it had that, like, creepy picture. Yeah. And then I found that it had been solved. But they didn't explain, like, how or why he got linked to the crime or anything. Yeah. There was a lot of articles actually on, like, the LAPD doing a big old drug bust or gang bust or something. But I didn't read it all because it was mostly about, like, other gangs and shit. And it was, like, a quick reference to the bear guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was that he had been killed on a street corner, like, two days after Matt's disappearance. Ugh, that sucks. That's kind of fuzzy and gray to me. But either way, uh, I will fucking post the picture of that shit. Hell yeah. It's kind of shitty that the girlfriend was like, oh yeah, that's him. Like fucking yeah. a year. Yeah. Someone. And then like his family had created this like Facebook for him, for Matt, like the unsolved mystery of what the fuck happened to Matt. Yeah. Because it's only been like a year since they solved it and this shit happened in 88. Yeah. So you can go on there and there's like all these pictures of him and like the yearbook Mm. and shit. And he was like super active and they like send positive messages. And it's just so sad because he seemed like such a nice guy. Like he he wasn't a dick. That is sad. Yeah. I'll put some of those pictures up too. And I'll link to their Facebook thing. Yeah. If anybody is interested. I won't even get gas coming home in my neighborhood now. (laughs) Like at night. I know. Isn't that sad? Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I'm pregnant. So either... Nobody's going to fuck with me because they're like, you know, people still have morals. Yeah. Or I'm going to get that one person who's like, oh, that's exactly my fucking thing. Yeah, that's what I've been looking for. Yeah. It's like a sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, God I just, damn. I just try not to go out at night in general anymore without somebody with me because yeah. we read all this shit all the time. And so I'm definitely convinced that somebody is there to kill me at any second. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have to fucking drive home now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I used to do it. I know. <laughs> and then I always convince myself that there's someone in the back of the car and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, my fucking all my seats are down right now. Oh, that's nice. But literally leaving my house today, I look over and my garage door is open. Everything's fucking open. All of my doors, like the the door into the house and under the like workshop and stuff are all unlocked and i'm like hey man can we can we secure our perimeter can we keep a fucking yeah can we agree that we want to keep this shit closed (laughs) and i have a garage door opener in my car and so i like closed it and then brandon texts me he's like thank you like yeah man stay safe out there (laughs) don't get my whole family murdered please yeah lock that shit up all right lady are you ready for my murder story i'm ready for it girl well i am going to tell you about a lady named anita cobby okay she was born in Sydney, Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're picking an Australian one. Yeah. Is it because we had our Australian friend write to us on Facebook? Hell yeah, it is. Woo, girl. So, Anita was born in Sydney, Australia on November 2nd, 1959. Mm-hmm. She was in beauty pageants from the time she was a teenager. Ooh. Yeah, so she was gorgeous. Uh-huh. She won the Miss Western Suburbs pageant. Whoa, that is very specific. It's, yeah, it's kind of like your local pageants, I believe. But, <laughs> you know, listen, she was a winner. Western Suburbs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was in 1979. Okay. And she was basically like a shoo-in for a career as a model, but instead she wanted to become a nurse like her mom. Okay, those are all great aspirations, but what did you say? She was a shoo-in? Shoo-in? Shoo-in. Oh, a shoo- like a foot-in? What does that Have mean? Have you never heard shoo-in? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, like uh, you're a shoo-in for this job? Is that You've like never have- heard this? No, is that like having like your foot in the door? Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. It makes yeah. sense, shoo-in. 
Yeah, that's really weird. Now you have me questioning it. I'm pretty sure it's a saying. <laughs> I've never once heard it before, but I've heard like foot in the door. Or you usually foot in. know all of my weird old sayings. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like shoe in. It sounded yeah, like a fancy shoe in. It sounded like a fancy word that I didn't know like what it meant. You know, like all a right. shoe in. <laughs> I'm gonna leave all of this so that people can be like, "Yeah, it's a thing, Stacy." <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> well, anyway, so she's gonna be a nurse, right? Got it. So she went on to get her degree and become a nurse at Sydney Hospital, where she met her husband, John Cobby. Ooh, was he a surgeon? I don't know. Oh. (laughs) But they were married in 1982. And then fast forward to February 1986. Uh Uh-huh. She and John were separated, and Anita was living with her parents. Well, that changed. It did. I don't know why they separated. Okay. But they did. Yeah, but they did, and apparently they were on good terms, though, and they were planning to get back together, Ooh. according to John. Wow, another roller coaster ride of emotions. According to John. Bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm, I heard that. So Anita was living in Blacktown and commuting to Sydney by train, which is roughly a 45-minute ride. Okay. And if anyone's trying to fucking price it out. <laughs> <laughs> Anita left work at 3 p.m. on February 2nd, and she met up with her friends in Redfern for dinner. Okay. Which is close to the hospital that she worked at. So then after dinner, she took the train up to Blacktown, and once she got there, she usually called her dad to come pick her up at the station. Uh Uh-huh. But I guess the phones were out of order. Oh. Yeah. And there were no taxis in the taxi stand. So she's like, no big deal. I'll just walk home. It's assumed, anyway, that she decided to walk home. Okay. She was walking along Newton Road in Blacktown at about 10 p.m. when a 13-year-old boy, his oh. younger sister, and their mom heard screaming oh, from, God. Yeah, from their house on Newton Road. And so they went outside to, like... What the fuck was that? Yeah, like, hey, let's check it out, guys. Yeah. They saw two men dragging a screaming woman into their white H.T. Holden Kingswood. Whoa. That's something to see. <laughs> yeah, especially as a 13-year-old and a younger sister. They didn't say how young the sister was, but, yeah. like, yeah. what the fuck, right? That'll fuck you up. But the boy, fucking hero of the day here, he ran across the street to, like, go fucking help or something. Oh, hell yeah, get it, kid. Yeah, I guess. But the car drove off before he got there. Aw, shit. And so he's like, damn. So then he goes back to his house, and they call the police. Uh-huh, good. And then What's just- his mom like? I don't know. Run, probably, force run. Or like, was she like, no, get your fucking ass back here. She's, I, I'd be like, get your fucking ass back here. We'll just call the police. Yeah. But I don't know. It kind of didn't say anything about the mom. So I'm assuming she was just like, come on, Jimmy. <laughs> Let's go. We're going to call police now. Yeah. This is Australia, not like the deep south. Is it not the same? <laughs> <laughs> well, our deep south. Yeah. <laughs> it's still pretty south. <laughs> So then, just a few minutes later, the family's neighbors get home, and so the boy goes over there and talks to them and tells them what he had seen. Okay. While they're waiting for, like, the cops to come or something? Yeah, basically. All right. And so then the neighbor's like, well, I'm going to go fucking look for this car, right? Yeah. So well, he, that's nice. Yeah. So he gets back in his car, and he goes driving around looking for this white Holden. Okay. He actually finds a car matching the description on the side of the road near oh. a paddock. Okay. Which is where they keep livestock, in case you didn't oh, know what a paddock was. I didn't. I was going to let it go because you made fun of me for a shoe-in. So. <laughs> I was going to fucking let anything I don't understand go for the rest of this for the rest of this episode. <laughs> well, I didn't know what a paddock was either. And I was like, um, is it a tiny house? A paddywhack. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they left it out of paddywhack. Got it. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking lost. What are you doing at my house? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so late? <laughs> Well, it's a livestock enclosure. Okay, good to know. Yeah. And so he stops and checks out the car. Mm-hmm. But it appeared that no one was inside, and he had a flashlight with him, so he kind of, like, checked out the paddock, but figured that this must be the wrong car. And so he got back in his car and Hold went up. Home. What? How would that be the wrong car? Like, you are looking for that specific car. I don't know how. Well, that was that was what he thought was he was looking for the specific car, and then he's like, well, maybe the kid saw it wrong, or, like, maybe this is the wrong model of oh. fucking Holden I don't even know what the car looks like. I, I didn't Google it, and I'd either. never heard of it. Like, so. how fucking uh, rare are Holden's? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he could have just stopped at, like, a white car and then been like, was this the one that I'm looking for? It's probably not, because no one's here. It just seems very suspicious that there's, a like, an abandoned car at a paddock. I don't know how often that happens. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was like, the farmer must have parked out here. I don't know, man. He Dude, left. That's creeping me out. Because, like, what if somebody is there? 
Oh, it gets so and much worse. And they know you're there. Oh, it gets so much worse. Okay, I'm ready. So, meanwhile, Anita's parents were waiting for her to get home, but they assumed that she was staying the night at a friend's house because she's a grown-ass lady, and so they're like, she don't need to check in with me. Yeah, she's fine, right? Uh-huh. But then when she didn't show up for work the next day, they were like, oh, fuck. That's not good. Yeah, that's bad. So they report her missing on February 3rd, which is the next day. Okay, good. Go parents. Yeah. And then the next day, a farmer saw his cows hanging around something. Oh, God. Yeah. And he decided to go see what it was. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, this farmer found a woman's nude body oh. in his paddock. Oh, God. And the body was identified by a distinctive wedding ring to be Anita. Oh. They couldn't identify her any other way? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Why? So, obviously, her husband was initially a suspect in the whole fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Because they were, like, on again, off again. And yeah. he was like, no, 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 we were on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, no, we were totally getting back together. Yeah. But, apparently, he was quickly ruled out. So okay, good. I don't know how, but... Whatever. Alibis and stuff. Yeah, shit. Fucking science. So the public was horrified to learn that a woman had been beaten, sexually assaulted, (sighs) and murdered in their town. And so they put a ton of pressure on the police and the government to find her killer. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. I thought you were going to tell me, like, the cows ate her face off or some shit. Oh, no. I don't think cows (laughs) eat meat. I think if it was, like, a pig paddock, maybe. (laughs) And they were really hungry. I don't know if pigs live in paddocks, too, but apparently horses and cows do. All right. That's what I've learned. All right. Oh, God, but she was beaten so bad? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. So the government put up a $50,000 reward for information leading to the capture of Anita's killer. Okay. Or killers, because the kids saw two people, right? Yeah. A local morning radio DJ apparently also got a hold of the autopsy report done on Anita, Uh and he read it live on the air. Why? I guess that's what we do. (laughs) Yeah, but we're not live on a fucking morning radio show. That's true. You guys are choosing to fucking be here. War of the Roses? Nah, this is fucking way worse. (laughs) Let me tell you about some shit. It's pretty fucking gruesome what happened. Okay. And I'll tell you about it in a minute. Okay. I thought you had already told me. Oh, no. Oh, I'm buckling in. But this guy said that he did that because the public had a right to know, and that I guess in his mind, if they were angry enough, then there would be an increased pressure, and it would be solved faster, right? Okay, so he thinks he's doing a world of greatness. Yeah. By horrifying people. Horrifying people on their fucking morning commute. like <laughs> Jesus. Which I realize you guys are listening on, like, your morning commute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what we do also. <laughs> yeah. But if you're not expecting this shit. No. Like, you have to be in the right frame of mind to be like, I'm going to listen to murder. Well, we even have friends who, like, religiously listen still and then recently had to stop because they're like, it was too much all the time. Just yeah. nonstop murder. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's just, like, our life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I got that way, too, with certain podcasts where I'd be like, I got to give it a break because that one was rough yeah that was too much guys yeah (laughs) i always go back i did too but you know breaks are healthy yeah breaks are definitely healthy and then you binge when you need to make up yeah and you're like why did i ever stop yeah these are great and then you're all fucking depressed again yeah and paranoid you know sometimes it's good to have a little paranoia in your life thanks for listening guys yeah (laughs) let's list all the other reasons they shouldn't listen (laughs) it's not good for your mental health (laughs) it'll make you fucking start cussing a lot that's goddamn truth (laughs) so the police discover that the white holden that the boy had seen that night was stolen oh and so they start looking into this guy named john travers Alrighty, tell me about john he had a history of car theft and also a tip came in from police informant to look into john and this other guy named michael murdoch all right and three brothers les michael and gary murphy Jesus. Okay, so we got five people to look at. Five fucking people. Alrighty. This is a good time to mention that John was apparently the leader of this little gang of delinquents. Okay. And he had a pretty rough childhood. Alrighty. Apparently he was in and out of foster homes and juvenile detention centers, and he had a history of violent sexual behavior as well as bestiality. Oh God, that's not a good look, guys. So someone even recounted that on several occasions... John would buy a live sheep oh God. to barbecue, and he would slit its throat while he was banging it. What the fuck? Before cooking it on a spit. Oh, my God. Like, Here's what did the you thing. just tell me? <laughs> when I first read this, I thought it meant that he bought a live sheep to bring to a barbecue, and then he would fuck it while slitting its throat, and then be like, here's our sheep for everyone to eat. And I was like, 
hold the fuck on. <laughs> what kind of barbecues are you guys having over yeah, there? No one was like, I don't want your goddamn sperm sheep. Well, that's what I <laughs> that's what I'm thinking right now though, because he cooked he barbecued it, right? He barbecued it and he ate it, and it's a sheep, so I'm sure there's a lot of fucking meat on it, so he probably shared it with people. Yeah, so he did share his sperm sheep. Yeah, but it wasn't like at a fucking family event or like at a cookout that he's like, check this out. Well, I'm sure he's not like fucking it in front of everybody. Yeah, well, that, that was just... how I read it initially was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> that would just be rude. Yeah. <laughs> Don't play with your food. <laughs> God damn it, John, not again. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah, it was John. Oh, I nailed it. Yeah, and this happened on several occasions. Yeah. Also, who knows about this? Dude, you don't want to be known as the dude who fucks your sheep and then Before eats you it eat it. <laughs> like, hey, man, don't go to John's house, and if so, never eat the sheep. Don't eat the mutton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fucking terrible, that poor sheep, man. I don't know who you're telling this to either, like, who are you like, hey, man, remember that? You know that, what I do? Yeah, remember that sheep that I had that was really fucking tender? I'll tell you why. Oh, my God, gross. Because I beat my meat first. Oh, <laughs> that's gross. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. Oh, Morgan. my God, I'm really sad for that sheep, though. I hope he was, like, already dead from the throat slit. I don't know. He said he did it at the same time. That's weird. Like, that's how he got off. Oh, my God. This shit is in my head now. Well, that's you know. That's fucking weird. Do you want to continue doing the podcast? <laughs> yes, I do. All right. Well, buckle up. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. So then. Why would you want to do that? I'm not over it yet. <laughs> I wasn't over like, it either. That's how you get fucking weenie bumps and itchy balls. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen a sheep's genitalia, but. Do you think he was fucking the asshole or the vagina? <laughs> I think it would depend what kind of sheep it was. <laughs> do you think it was cashmere? <laughs> it's all soft. Is that what cashmere is made out of? Sheep? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a different kind of sheep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Apparently I, there's different kinds. I just thought it was like a fancy word for a type of material like chiffon. <laughs> <laughs> this is a scarf sheep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm all out of scarf sheep. <laughs> God damn it. Where is the Afghan sheep? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so then there's Michael Murdoch, right? Yes. He was apparently a childhood friend of John's who was also in and out of juvie and was actually sexually assaulted while he was inside juvie. Oh. So that'll fuck a person up. Absolutely. He had even written to his local politicians looking for help for the assaults. Oh, God. Like, hey, guys, this isn't fucking cool. Yeah, this just happened to me. Yeah. Do something. Exactly. See something, say something, do something. Damn right. Well, I don't know if he was able to be helped or anything. But (laughs) the three Murphy brothers were also often in trouble with the law, and they were known to hang out with John and Michael because they're in this little fucking delinquent gang together. Yeah, a little clique. Yeah. So on February 21st, police arrest John and Michael Murdoch. I keep saying Michael Murdoch because there's two Michaels in this story. So there's Michael Murdoch and Michael Murphy. Got it. And then the other ones are all first names. And they're all fucking close together. Michael Murdoch, Michael Murphy. Yeah, isn't that stupid? Why why do I have M's? So many M's. Yeah, a lot of M&M's in this group. Get out of here. So the police arrest John and Michael Murdoch, and they charge them with, quote, offenses relating to stolen cars. Oh. Which to me sounds like they don't really have anything for the murder, but they're like, fucking bring them in, boys, right? Yeah, got it. let's fucking charge them with something so that we have them and can question them, right? Yeah, we know that you did this shit. You at least took a fucking car. Exactly. So book them. Book them, Dano. Well- Michael Murdoch was able to be released on bail. Okay. But John admitted that he had stolen a car, and then he was making conflicting statements about Anita's murder, and so they're like, we're going to hold on to you for a minute, right? Oh, like what kind of conflicting statements? Like, I wasn't there, I was there? Um, It didn't say, but it could have been like, yeah, I totally stole a fucking white Holden, and they're like, that's what was used in this murder, and then he's like, no, I didn't. I didn't touch any of that. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. It could have been that. I'm sure he wasn't like, yeah, I totally murdered her. Wait, no, I didn't. (laughs) Okay, got it. (laughs) So while he was being held, he asked if he could call his aunt to bring him some cigarettes. Uh Uh-huh. And the police were like, fucking totes. Yeah, give her a -a ring-a-ding. Get her in here. Just give us her number and we'll call her for you. Uh Uh-huh. And he was like, great, thanks. And so he gave So helpful. Yeah. So glad my friends are here. (laughs) (laughs) So glad you guys are really here to help me. (laughs) So he gave him his aunt's number. And the police contact her and then ask if she'd be willing to help with the investigation. Uh Uh-huh. And so she was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. 
So she agrees to wear a wire in her bra. Ooh, girl. Yeah. And then was sent back to talk to John. And give him a cigs. Yeah, and bring him his cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so John confesses to her. Oh, shit. And it's all on tape. Oh, shit. So now, back to the night in question. Okay. Turns out, the neighbor that went looking for the car did see the right car. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. There were actually five men who had participated in kidnapping Anita. Oh, the Jesus. fucking five dudes that I told you about. Yeah. And when the neighbor guy was looking around their car, they were hiding in some tall grass near the paddock. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is what you should be afraid of. They were just waiting for him to leave. Like, what the fuck? Everybody stay quiet. Oh, my God. Fucking terrifying, right? That's the worst game of hide and seek. Oh, my God. Yeah. It scares me. Five goddamn scary ass murderers. Just hiding in the bushes. And you're just like, oh, it's so quiet out here. Yeah. Must be in the wrong place. Yeah. (gasps) Was her body already in the paddock? Well, she was there. I don't know if she was a body or a person at that point. Oh, God. That's so sad. So I don't know how much time had passed between Anita being taken and this neighbor finding the car. Yeah. But apparently, as soon as Anita was inside the car, the men ordered her to take her clothes off. Oh, gross. And she was like, no way, Jose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing that shit. Get the fuck out of town with that shit. Yeah. And she's like, I'm married. And also, it's fucking Shark Week. So. Oh. Like. You gonna get period blood everywhere. Yeah. I'm bleeding. You don't want none of that, right? Yeah. So the guys started punching her in the face. Jesus. And they broke her cheekbones and her nose. Owie. And then they forced her to give them all blowies. With her busted face? As if it's not fucking awful enough oh, God. to be like, hey, forcible blowjobs. Yeah. But could you imagine your whole fucking face being broken? No. Fuck that shit. That's like, uh, that's like, why? think, about, think about when you have a stuffy nose and you're giving a blowy and you're like, I'm about to die. I can't It's like breathe. that, but yeah. a thousand times worse. Oh, God. Isn't that fucking awful? That is, I'm like freaking out right now. That's so fucking awful. I know. And then also, like, how would they be okay with that? Like, how could they get a boner if there's, like, blood and snot and shit everywhere? I don't think these are your average guys. And no, also, one of them like got it. a boner on a sheep that he slit his throat, so. True. True. Fair point. <laughs> Very fair point. I almost forgot that. <laughs> Thanks for reminding You're me. You're welcome. Wouldn't want you to forget. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it is. It's really fucking bad. Yeah, it's fucked up. See, I promised you I wouldn't do another child case. Oh, God. And no, I didn't. I oh, didn't. Okay. I just okay. went fucking full tilt the other direction. <laughs> like, I'll just fuck her up in a different way. I thought you were about to tell me something about a child. I was like, fucking double whammy. No, no. Listen, they're super interesting, and I get, like, sucked in every time, but it's like, you know, later on when you have to walk around with this knowledge in your head. Oh, yeah. And you see a fucking scarf, and you're like, oh, fuck, I wonder if he was into fucking scarf sheep. I wonder if that sheep got raped. Yeah, that's a real thing. Apparently. Jesus Christ, I can't believe people really do that. (laughs) I'm going to assume or hope it's not many. No. And also, I'd like to state that this poor woman was, like, brutally attacked and murdered, and I'm hung up on the sheep still. That's true. It's because that's the unexpected one. That got me. Yeah. That got me. Yeah. Like, you know that a person's going to die when I tell you a story, generally. Didn't know a sheep was going to get fucked. (laughs) 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 anyway that one came out of nowhere (laughs) this is very left field (laughs) yeah okay after the guys force her to give them all blowies they're in the car right yeah they drive to a gas station where they get gas using money that they stole from her purse okay and then they went down that secluded little road where the paddock was yeah and then anita was held down and raped and beaten Uh. repeatedly Uh. by all five men why did they, like, punch her? Like, in my head, I was thinking, like, oh, they beat her up because, god damn it, she's fucking bleeding. And then they, like, raped her face, which was, like, all bloody anyway. Yeah. And then now they're raping her anyway, which is all bloody. So clearly that wasn't the issue. They were just being jerks. Yeah, they were just beating her because they're fucking psychopaths. What a piece of shit. All yeah. five of them. Each yeah. one, a single piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And together, a whole group of shit. A whole heap of shit. Bunch of little rabbit shits. Little turds. Yeah. Rolling around. Yeah. So... Then the men took her out of the car and toward the paddock, which was surrounded by barbed wire. Okay. And they dragged her along the barbed wire, ah, causing multiple cuts. Oh, jeez. And then they continued to sexually and physically assault her. And then I assume this is where the Good Samaritan neighbor man came along but didn't see anything. Oh, my God. So then apparently one of the attackers was like, oh, fuck, she can totally identify us. She's seen our faces and heard our names. Oh, my God. That was John, by the way. Jesus Christ. And so he's like, we've got to kill her. 
And, oh, man. Yeah. And the other guys were like, that's a great idea. Solid plan, John. Glad so we brought glad. you along. Yeah. So glad you're our leader. Oh, man. So then John slit her throat, almost decapitating her. Holy shit. With like a pocket knife? Uh, He always carried a knife with him, apparently, but it did not say what kind of knife it was. I'm assuming pocket knife, right? Yeah. Something like foldable, probably. Yeah. It's not going to be like a fucking machete. Yeah. <laughs> what are those? Bowie knife? I don't oh, know. boomerangs? Yeah, those. <laughs> <laughs> he almost decapitated her with a boomerang. <laughs> Shit sounds dangerous. So according to the medical examiner's report, Anita had extensive bruising on her head, breasts, face, shoulders, groin, thighs, and legs that Ugh. seemed consistent with a, quote, systematic beating. Oh, God. Yeah, fucking awful. Yeah. She had been struck with considerable force around her right eye. Aww. And she had cuts on her hips, thighs, and legs from the barbed wire. Oh, my gosh. She had several cuts on her neck and to her windpipe, and her ear had been cut what? off. What? And she was nearly decapitated. Why was her ear cut off? Because the guys were fucking... Weird. Crazy people. Jesus. And also, I don't know if her ear was, like, intentionally cut off, or, like, they were trying to slit <gasps> her throat, and it just, like... Got... Oh, God. Like, happened to cut her ear off. Jesus. She had defensive wounds on her hands where three of her fingers were almost cut off from fending off a knife. Oh, my God. Yeah. That freaks me out. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. This poor woman. Oh, my God. She did not have a fucking easy go of it at the no. end. Of it. But she was fighting for her life. Like, yeah, she was. Ugh. Yeah. So the medical examiner also said that her cause of death was when they slit her throat and she would have been dead within two minutes of that happening. Oh, man. That's probably the longest fucking two minutes of your life. Yeah. I had contractions that lasted a minute. Those were fucking awful. Yeah. I can't I can't even imagine. That's so fucking horrible. Oh, man. That makes me sad. So then this auntie that got the confession from John. Yeah. She wasn't quite done yet. She's like, I'm going to fucking go meet with Michael Murdoch now, right? Oh, okay. She's like, he trusts me. Yeah. And she's going to wear a wire for him, too. Ooh, girl. Which, apparently, they fucking trusted the shit out of this lady because everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, I did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were like, she was like a mom to them or something? Um, I guess, maybe. I okay. don't know. Okay. Like, if that's the person, well, you're sitting in jail and you're like, can I call my aunt? Yeah. For yeah. cigarettes? Like, they had to have been close. Yeah. But I love that she was just like, yeah, fuck that, though, because that's some <laughs> fucked up shit to do. I will definitely turn these guys in. You know, I've been trying to pin his ass for those sheep for so many years. Yeah, I am so tired of these spermy sheep. <laughs> so Michael Murdoch also made incriminating statements to her that happened to be recorded. Okay. I'm not exactly sure what was said in the confessions, mm -hmm. but at least one of them must have mentioned the other three guys. Okay, to loop them in. Yeah, because all five men were arrested and charged with Anita's murder. Wow. Their trial started on March 16th, 1987, and all five men pled guilty and were sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. Good. Michael Murphy died in prison from cancer in February of 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah, just fucking happened. Yeah, that did. And Gary Murphy is still alive, but in June of 2019, he was severely beaten by other prisoners in the shower. Oh, wow. And he was admitted to the hospital in critical condition. Oh, shit. Michael Murdoch, Les Murphy, and John Travers are still alive in their respective prisons, serving their life sentences. Good. Yeah. Those fucking assholes. Yeah. But that, Damn. That was my horrifying fucking story of apparently not everything in Australia that will kill you is fucking wildlife, but also you have some scary ass people too. <laughs> yeah, you guys aren't fucking around over there. Apparently not. But you are fucking around with your sheep. <laughs> that is a very generalized statement. <laughs> I mean, at least one of you was fucking around yes. with sheep at one point. And he died of cancer? No, he's still alive. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, the one who died of cancer was Michael Murdoch. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, God, what the fuck did you just tell me? I told you a lot of shit, and that was in my head, and I was like, every time I thought about telling it to you, like, my stomach would drop. It was one of those cases where Ugh. I was like, I don't like this one. Yeah, this is gross. Yeah, it's fucking gruesome and brutal and not that, like, twisty-turny. Yeah, but you don't need it to be twisty-turny if it's fucking what you just read to me. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, happy that it was solved quickly because that's fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. So glad. I think I actually, now that I'm, like, thinking back on everything, I think I kind of know the case because you said the guy died of cancer. 
Yeah. I think I read an article recently, and maybe it was on our Facebook or something. Oh, where, maybe. Where he was being admitted because he had cancer, and everybody was like, fuck him. Who cares? I don't know. And it well, was, like, all about him. And it had just said, like, he fucking murdered a beauty queen or some shit. So I didn't oh. know her whole story. Maybe. Maybe it was that one. In which case, thank you to whoever fucking posted that shit. Or I could have just found it because we searched a lot of shit. Yeah. But either way, fucking wild ass story. Yeah. All right, lady. Well, God damn. God damn. Oh, we have a goddamn from our new bestie on Instagram and Twitter. Heck yeah. A fellow podcaster, True Smiles Jones. What's up, girl? Girl, baby, what's up? <laughs> okay, so she sent us a goddamn. Oh, wait, and before I play it, you guys should stick around because actually we're playing her promo at the end for her podcast called Professionally Silly. Ooh. Uh, she's so much fun, though, like looking at all of her Instagram shit. I'm like, we'd be besties. I've literally just been like lurking in the background of these messages. I'm like, I want to be her fucking best friend. Oh, God. I get it. I get it so hard. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm ready. I said, God damn. Oh, that was fucking perfect. I felt heart in that one. That was movie quality. That was movie quality. Oh, shit. That was good. Oh, that makes me so happy. Damn. Thank you so much for sending it in. Thank I kind of you. actually bribed her to do it on accident. Did you? Well, she sent like a handful of like voice memos or like not voice memos. They were messages to us, but they were like, you have to click to play it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is that a goddamn? I'm going to wait to click it. And then she was like, I mean, I'll send you a goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking take it. I hustled that one. Hell yeah. <laughs> you guys send us your goddamns because they literally make our day complete. It really does. Okay, so if you want to see pictures pertaining to our case, go to our website, isgdpodcast.com. You can also find links to Patreon and merch on there. Yes, you can. Or you can email us some case suggestions or just to say, what's up, baby? That's right. At isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, please go on and subscribe, rate, and review us if you're on Apple Podcasts. Hell yeah. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts, I can do that shit on Facebook. And if you're not on Facebook... Congratulations, man. Yeah, how are you living life? <laughs> They're like fucking Twitter and Instagram. But also, if you are on Facebook, come join our Facebook group, the Goddamn Pod Group. It's so much fun, and it keeps growing, and you guys are fucking hilarious. Yeah, you are. And, and you keep me in the know, you know? I, I know, you know? <laughs> but we're on all social media at ISGD Podcast. Yep. And you can snail mail us stuff at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Which I need to fucking check because it's been a goddamn minute. Well, you're fucking pregnant as shit. I know. You'll I was literally there. just thinking like, oh, I'll just stop on my way home. And I was like, oh, it's nighttime. And no, I did a case where a chick got murdered. I'm not stopping. No. Yeah. At their P.O. box. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, that's fine. You can wait till tomorrow. So I'll wait till tomorrow on that one. But, <laughs> but I am so excited. That's right. You got to get up on your snail mail. I'm I know. Sure. Do you have people you have to write back? I do, actually. I owe some people some stickers and stuff. So, Brandy, that's coming, I fucking promise. <laughs> <laughs> someone, hint, hint. Yeah. The so, exact person someone, that you owe. Someone, uh, definitely a lot of people. Definitely you, though. <laughs> For sure, Brandy. But if, also, if anyone else wants any... Fucking email us and just request it and I will get back to you fucking eventually. Oh, this <laughs> reminds me. Are we going to do holiday cards this year? We should. Because it's getting pretty fucking close. Well, I'm not going to be back at work to make like fancy new ones, but I still have a handful from last year. Ooh, let's do it. Are they like marked for the year? <laughs> no. Can we recycle them? Oh, we can totally recycle okay, them. Okay, guys, listen. If we sent you a holiday card last year... You're going to probably get the same one. But email us if you want holiday cards and we'll send them out. Yeah. And I'll send them with stickers and a personal little note. Yeah. A personal little note and my love. I will (laughs) shove that in there. And she's going to use a fancy fucking gel pen. Mm -hmm. I think it's extra postage to put like blood sweat in there. But But it's worth it. If you throw in tears though. Oh, I think it's free if you throw in tears. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. It shows remorse. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is too much. Okay, send us your fucking addresses if you want holiday cards. Yeah, and I promise we're not doing anything fucky with your addresses. I literally no. lose them right after. No, yeah, yeah. That's why we keep asking for them. If, like, you got them last year, you need to send us your address again. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have some fancy spreadsheet where we're maintaining our user data. No, I, I wanted to because I was like, oh, that'll be fun. And, like, I could surprise you with a special little yeah, like, holiday card. Gift or some <laughs> shit later on. But then I was like lazy and then i realized on the way here i was like is it weird that we're asking people for addresses and like i should probably clarify i'm not using this shit for anything and it will not be sold no it won't be no but here's the thing is like we have full-time jobs too so listen that's true we're making the podcast as best we can in the time we have yeah i don't have time for spreadsheets yes i have so much time for that because that's my job (laughs) (laughs) but i haven't done that okay we love you all bye bye Don't forget to hang around for that podcast promo from Professionally Silly. Yeah. Well, hello there, Wi-Fi and data users. Welcome to the Professionally Silly podcast. I'm your audible boo-thing, Amber Smiles-Jones, a stand-up comedian and YouTuber from Atlanta, Georgia, trying her best not to go bankrupt in Los Angeles. (laughs) This is the podcast where you can experience the silly, random, creepy, and, of course, the weird. Get your fix of hilarious news stories, true crime experiences, and more. The internet is a huge place, so think of me as your audible youtube video enjoy the sounds of my melanated voice as i say all the that people are afraid to say out loud join me every friday recorded right here on the anchor app where i take my silliness seriously